Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, you ever wonder what Phil and I wear while we podcast? You can find out if you join our Patreon. We'll also be talking about the films of 1989, but that's definitely less important than seeing our Zoom backgrounds, our headphone choices, and our sweatshirts. It's true. It's true. You'll get to see all the various pieces of artwork that I have framed on my office wall, and you can see Kenny's garden, sort of. So that's something. That's exciting. It's a hanging garden. It's a hanging garden. Uh, But perhaps more important than anything, uh, we are doing this Patreon to cover the best films of 1989. Uh, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2 with amazing guests like Tom Meissen, Liz Hanna, Joanna Robinson, Brian Cogman, Chuck Hayward. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. And for $5, you'll get access to all the audio of these fantastic episodes. For a few bucks more, you'll get video as well of our 99 and 89 episodes. And perhaps, most importantly, you'll be supporting us uh, so we can just keep making podcast content for you guys. And welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from a smart house here in 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybar. And I'm Phyllis Gove. And with us today is Emma Stefanski from Thrillist. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this smart pod. Um, the, irony is, the irony is my house is kind of smart. Like I have a little app. I put some shit on. So does it, does it talk it, to you? Does it talk to you? The house doesn't talk. No, okay, well, no, we're not there yet. Well, how smart can it be? How smart yeah. can it be? What well, <laughs> hey, 
you know, it's it's a it's a mute house, but it doesn't what mean I, anything. I think it's amazing is how little we've learned from Smart House in terms of uh, it's kind of a cautionary tale. And uh, well, they we don't learn, learn anything. anything. They don't learn anything either. They keep. I mean, no. not to get ahead of us, but yeah, no, please. They. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and spoil go Smart House. It. I know. They do keep they, the house. They keep the house. Yeah. You know, we did we did Back to the Future uh, part, two part two yesterday yeah. with Emily Vanderwerf, mm-hmm. a very similar film, and so, bo- so- both <laughs> films both films have smart homes in them. This is true. This is both true. Fil- both both films have things that come out of the roof or ceiling, giving yeah. you your food, and, and the house talks to them too. In that, the well. house talks to them, and they talk to the house, and both films. Um, kind of don't learn the lesson, which is like, well, you know, in the like, like we can like fix this and like keep everything good about things, but no bad, no none of the bad things. Nope. nope. Right. Um, I think this should have ended like, um, <laughs> like the play, uh, um, Little Shop of Horrors or the musical Little Shop of Horrors, awesome. where where the world ends because of the smart house. <laughs> And not like the movie where they're like, <laughs> we can kill the smart house and like kind of also keep everything that's good about our lives. Well, bottom I, line, the smart house. There's also something about the she fact that Pat, smart house. that Pat is is still kind of mischievous at the end. Like she's, st- she's basically proven like, I'm going to pull this shit again. Like I don't get the impression that Pat's learned anything from this either. Well, they like, use the same footage of her face as they use when she first materializes herself. It's the exact same clip yep, on yep, the little like fridge yep. TV or wherever she is, like yeah. smiling at them. Yeah, yeah. This, this movie's boy. not that bad. This movie's yeah, not that bad. you've already turned her out. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. My job here is done. I literally said to Emma, your goal today is to try to turn Kenny around on Smart House and you've been on for less than seven minutes and you've done it. It's amazing. Well, I I I had Anyway, to... I'll I'll see you guys later. I gotta go with dinner. Oh, <laughs> good job, Emma. Ever. I um, I so I watched oh. an hour hour of this before mm-hmm. the pod with Emily yesterday, not really, you know, putting it all together. <laughs> And then I watched the last half hour uh, after, and Phil texted me in between my watching, and he said, Smart House is weird. And I said, It's terrible. It's <laughs> like, it's an abomination. And that was before um, Katie Seagal materialized in uh, not the flesh, but in the, in the you know, kind of rendered, it, yeah. dig- rendered digitally mm-hmm. as a hologram. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got kind of okay. <laughs> like i i have to say i watched this with my roommate who um i think is probably around your age emma she has seen this no less than 50 times she was on her phone the whole time knew all the lines of dialogue i started watching this film and the first thing that hits you is uh (laughs) the production value um is really kind of the thing that that it's hard. <laughs> you can give it a thumbs up all you like, Emma. It is. Uh, it, it <laughs> Looks is. great. The let's, arm, the, the weird robot arm. Let's do this differently. All right. Yes. So, unfortunately, I wasn't on the Xenon. 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 Yes. You. Yes. Ooh. Which I assume also is another, written, written the, by the, the same the, writer. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I read about him. He sounds like an interesting guy. He does. Uh, but he does. Uh, I assume that I just just based on the fact that you 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 were writing for Smart House, I assume you would also write for Xenon. Uh, yeah, 100%. Right. <laughs> right, right, right in the no. spaceship for Xenon. Did you even think for a second about it? No. Mine, you said Xenon uh, and my brain just like... Psh, 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 psh. Yes. Zoom, zoom, so, zoom, 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 zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. As Phil has alluded to, uh, we're old. 
and you yeah. appear to be more of a young. And <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying that based on you know you know anything physical, just based on the fact that you just dance to zoom 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 from Zeno. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, yeah, no, that's valid. Uh, what's up with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is what happened what happened in, in the years when i graduated from the disney channel yes. to uh-huh. nickelodeon that wrought this thing <laughs> that has you dancing to something uh that 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 is as ridiculous to me as my kids doing tiktok dances TikTok, yeah. to fucking anything Songs about thousand dollar pants, which are not actually about thousand dollar pants. I've learned. <laughs> so, Emma, what, can, you, what can you tell us I about the about I the I'm, I think I'm too old for yes. for that. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm yeah, now yeah, in the yes. middle of this. Yeah, yeah, oh yes. my gosh! Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, what, you want me to explain the decom want, phenomenon? Kind of. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, desperately. I, or what is it? I guess maybe the better question is, what did it mean to you when you were a kid? And we can mm. extrapolate from that. I know you could answer that question, what it meant to you. But you are a film journalist. Uh, yes. And I want, you to, I want you to journalism this for me a little bit. What oh, is this shit is my question. Um, oh, gosh. I should have wrote, wrote like a written Paper? a five-paragraph essay to bring yeah. for you guys. No, no. I mean, Top of the just, dome. I think it's just like, it's a combination of it's on TV for you, you know, and they, they were really, um, they really saturated during the day, the ads for whatever movie would be on at night. It was always on at night at 8 PM. That was when the Disney channel original movie would be on and all day you would be like, it's smart house, smart house is on, smart house on. I can still remember the lines, how the trailer was arranged with clips from the movie because mm-hmm. while I was watching the movie, I was also doing the thing that your roommate was doing where she was like saying the lines like without even paying attention. But there are certain wow. lines from the movie that are also in the trailer that I know from the trailer, like presented in that way, uh-huh. weirdly, uh-huh. because I've just seen the trailer so many times. Mm-hmm. It would just be every other commercial. And and just, just uh, there were only a certain amount of these, right? Like there, there was a, a rotation there were a of them, correct? Oh, there, okay. So there were, okay. So there wasn't there a, a lot. Okay. I mean, for a while, yeah. I mean, when they only had like 20 or 30 of them, because mm-hmm. I guess they would come out with maybe 10 a year. Mm-hmm. Well, probably more like five a year. And then they kind of ramped it up because they realized the kids were actually watching these. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because they're the, because the they're kids good will movies. eat whatever you feed them. Well, that's that. That's the question, yeah. I guess. Do this, I, I guess, I don't mean to cut you off, Kenny, but I, I, I do feel like, so there, are, it, it feels as though there are a couple decoms that stand out. I know yes. that Xenon was a big one. I know that Smartest was a big one. Again, proving yet again that 99 was a very big year for a lot of different types of things. But it <laughs> feels like that these are the two that people talk about the most that I, within at least my echo chamber, what have you. I guess I'm just unclear as to why these two. <laughs> well, you're 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 missing something. Okay, okay so sorry. so sorry. yes, <laughs> in our echo chamber, yes, where when anybody has news about the year 1999, they come to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are definitely into these two movies. <laughs> That's true. You, That's true. You also can't discount uh, High School Musical, which yeah. is a decom. That was right. a High School Musical too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is just like a on, like on a different plane. 
Yeah. And then this is no joke. My twins right now are in a production of The Descendants, which is also a right. DCOM. Uh, the the three movies, not the Alexander yeah. Payne film, not the Alexander. <laughs> yo, straight up, straight up. <laughs> Descendants one and two are much better than Alexander Payne's Descendants. Descendants three is like on the level. Um, <laughs> and and, to and be clear, Kenny no- also hates Alexander Payne, so we should yes. take everything with a grain of salt. Okay, so. but okay, I know, okay. but but Emma, have you ever watched the Descendants? I actually did. I um I have two friends who are Disney adults, and they will just now you, you know, have three. and it was sort of like as a bit but we kind of enjoyed them like i went over to their apartment this was during uh during quarantine during lockdown when i had like we were sort of a pod together and so i went over there and we would watch like national treasure or the mummy or something and then Mm -hmm. we kept bringing up the descendants sort of like as a joke and then one night we were just like let's just watch them um and yeah they're you know i can i i absolutely understand why kids really really like them i think i probably would really really like them if i was like 10 as well i mean i think they're brilliant in their uh you know kind of i I, not not this is about the descendants but i I think they're brilliant in their conception i think they're brilliant in their execution i think they're you know made for for the consumption of children like my children um and i know every word to every song of them oh my daughter got evie isn't that exciting and my son got carlos what? I don't know. I, I don't I mean, know. I'm assuming those are big parts. My yeah, niece is Maleficent. <laughs> Isn't this so exciting? Kristen Chenoweth is Maleficent. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. She's wow. The, all right. So whatever. You guys can all see it. It's a yacht of two weeks. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. Can't wait. Can't but wait. The point is, yes, the, the point is there are some of these DCOMs that definitely stick out. Like, yes. But this is what we're talking about right now is like kind of the beginning of this. Right, yes. Emma? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't and the I, first one. I think it had. they'd been doing them for a few years before this. Yeah. But this is definitely the, this is like the one that's always number one on all the lists. It's always the one everyone's like, yep, Smart House, seen that, love that one. Yeah, I mean, in doing the, the you know, the bare amount of research I could on on Smart House and, and kind of seeing what is out there on the internet about it, it does feel as though a lot of sort of Disney Channel original movie lists have been made. Entertainment Weekly did one, they picked this as number one, uh, and then Collider did one, and this was parked actually uh, at number three. They picked this as number three, so... I don't know. I don't quite know what number one and two were, but uh, yeah, it does feel like it's, it's a Citizen big movie. It's what did you say it was last night? You texted me, Kenny. Well, no, said, this is real. This is no joke. It's it's just a remake of two thousand and one in a house. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's, well, it's also so. I don't know if you guys knew this, but this is actually based on a short story by Ray Bradbury. Yes. Is that true? Like, is that is that true, or is that a coincidence? It's I, the it's the belt, isn't it? It's the belt. Yeah, it's the belt. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 that now I, the writer of this has not acknowledged that. That's what I'm so getting. At. It's hard to say whether or not. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's because he doesn't want to admit it, but like no, it's also. I would admit it too, yeah. but I, I also feel as though... I'd admit it with middle fingers in the air. I'd be like, you think Smart House is stupid? It's for the Velt, bitches! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, so I don't know whether or not it's... I mean, it's hard not to see the similarities between these the, the two things, but I mean, whatever. I'd definitely be surprised if if they, if like it wasn't at least an homage. Like, I, yeah, because they have that whole thing. Like, the whole thing with the Velt is these people, this family lives in a house that's, like, that's smart. 
Mm-hmm. And they have um, a nursery with walls that are like video screens. Yeah, and the kids like the African savanna part of the nursery. And they do that in the movie. That's the first thing that the house does for yeah. them. Yeah. So. Sounds like, it sounds like um, Stu Krieger might not have wanted to uh, pay any money to the Bradbury estate. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You don't have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> so much. But, well, I, I mean, mean if you say it's based on it, doesn't someone come at you with a lawsuit? I'm sure Ray Bradbury was watching no. the Disney Channel fuming every no. Saturday <laughs> at 8 p.m. Cursing it. Cursing Smart House. If he called it the Velt, and the house, I think, is called, like, it's, it's called something very specific, like the, like the Happy Time. No. no, 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 like the Happy Time no, House I, or something. I, I, or, I, 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 yeah. or Happy, something like that. Uh, if you did that, I think you'd be in trouble. All but right, fair enough, fair enough. Ray, Badbury, Ray Bradbury didn't even come up with this idea, I would imagine. No, I, like I'm sure. It's a haunted house idea, I mean, essentially, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I, I do want to give just a little bit of context for our listeners who might not have seen Smart House. Um, I'm, <laughs> anyone who's listening to this episode, I can only assume has watched Smart House. But uh, <laughs> no a doubt. teenager wins a fully automated dream house in a competition, but soon the computer controlling it begins to take over and everything gets out of control. Uh, ben must then calm the computer named Pat. I swear to you, that is Google's synopsis of Smart House, which you would think would be more, I don't know, detailed considering you know, that it's the subject matter, but it is what it is. Written by William R. Hudson and Stu Krieger, directed by, as we've mentioned, LeVar Burton. Uh, It aired on the Disney Channel for the first time on June 26th, 1999. Um, This feels like as good a time as any to unpack the LeVar Burton uh, hot take that Kenny has about LeVar Burton. Um, I personally... Okay, well, before we get to your feelings about his (laughs) trying to become the host of Jeopardy, which I am all for... uh, I didn't know that LeVar Burton had directed as much television as he has. I mean, he did a fair amount of Star Trek episodes. He did a handful of, uh, I believe, NCISs or something along those well, lines. Before a- this, he had yeah. only done Star Trek. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, and maybe one other thing. Yeah. Um, and then this. Yes. You know. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I guess my point is, I don't know Star Trek well enough. Emma, I don't know if you are a big Star Trek person or not. I'm, okay. I'm in it. I'm there. I haven't okay. seen every ep, like, no, by no means. <clears throat> right, but, yeah. right. I know so what I'm talking he's, about. He's directed less, probably around 15 or 20 episodes of Star Trek, which is no small feat, you know, under, you know, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> is this film well directed? Uh, no. Is <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I guess, I guess <clears throat> to come at it from a different angle, I have to, and I tried to do this as I was watching this last night, which is really try to put my brain into the mind of a person that this is aimed at, right? <laughs> my brain. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> Mr. Fanski's brain. I was trying to be Emma <laughs> last night. <laughs> and I, I, or at least, at least a younger person uh, <laughs> who this was aimed at. And I, I guess I just was sort of like, listen, aren't a lot of things that are aimed at kids relatively stilted? Like, aren't a lot of these performances, like just comparing it to Xenon, like they're they're basically of similar caliber in terms of direction and performance. Yeah, they're probably I guess both yeah. really bad. I mean, like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> no, no, I, and I don't mean that. I don't... I'm, I feel like that's... I'm, I'm, that was too glib. I'm sorry. That was too glib. <laughs> that's not what I mean. I'm going to start a I mean, rival podcast. It's going to be like, great. Just uh, my smart house. Like, yeah, my like, smart house podcast. Right. Tune in. Coming next month. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, like, obviously, <laughs> they're directed kind of badly. For kids. Yeah. 
I've worked on some I mean, shows where some people throw some where some people are just there getting paychecks. I like this isn't this isn't like the high this isn't the highest of high art. This is get the job done stuff. Yeah. And uh I I don't really blame LeVar Burton for, you know, not Framing the close-ups, like the close-ups are framed. Yeah, they're crazy. The close-ups are crazy. Close-ups are and excuse me, the close-ups. It's not close-ups. This is the this is the fucking coverage. This this is all they got. Yeah, yeah. Can I just? I I don't disagree with you, Kenny. That the thing that was the most jarring for me really was the shot composition. There's times where I just felt myself going like, who decided this was the box that we should be seeing this? But it just feels so Ed Woody. Like it just feels like it just feels like we got the shot. Like they couldn't like, afford the they couldn't afford Roger Deakins, so they had to <laughs> they had to go with the budget choice. This is Disney. They can afford whoever they want. <laughs> Not in nineteen ninety nine, maybe. Could you imagine? You're right. Could you imagine being at Disney and working <clears throat> at like? Disney Channel making the Disney Channel original movies and then the, them telling you fucking the biggest entertainment conglomerate in the world them telling you you have you have sixty thousand dollars to make yeah. this movie. I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's crazy. I, I I so I guess my question to you, Emma, is more about sort of, I guess like why did you love it as a kid? Why do you still love it? Just to be clear, uh, and and <laughs> what is it about this that really did you want a smart house as a kid? Was this about like wish fulfillment for you? I definitely, um, this was the most high-tech thing I have ever seen in my life as a child. Sure, And sure. I, like, went on this tear for years of, like, designing gadgets to, like, improve my life. And it was all stuff that, like, like complete, you know, I I don't know what it was. I can't, I wish I could think of what Like Inspector Gadget type stuff? Yeah, just stuff like that, like and and like stuff like a kitchen counter that makes smoothies for you, like things like that. And I'd be like, "How would this have worked?" Not that I'm mechanically minded at all. Right. My right. computer just turned itself off and back on again. So <laughs> it did. For our <laughs> listeners, there was a moment when Emma just disappeared because her computer just yes. said "fuck off." Oh, you're not no, keeping no. that in. Okay, great. No, <laughs> we're not gonna keep that in. No. <laughs> but so um, okay, so it sounds like you just we, tried we, to we figure might. out. I have no idea. You were trying to figure out ways to make your house a smart house. I, yeah, and like that—that that sort of thing really interested me. I thought it was really cool, and of course, I'd been kind of indoctrinated into thinking that it was cool by watching this movie as many sure. times as I had. Um, sure. But sure. I think that there was also this like this sense of familiarity to it that, like, mm-hmm. I you know I liked it as a kid. Watching it yesterday, I hadn't seen it in many years, mm-hmm. um, and hold up I, I had a great time. <clears throat> I can't say if it held up because it's so in my brain. Mm-hmm. that like everything that happens in it, I'm like, yes, of course, that's logical because that's what happens in the movie. I can't like separate that anymore. <laughs> Can I just I've come on record and say times. that there is nothing logical about this movie? <laughs> I just, I just want to go on record that that it that is an amazing thing that as a it's kid, you just... were programmed to believe that this was completely logical. That's all I'm saying. Well, of course the house would watch a bunch of 50 sitcoms and then make a, an evil hologram. That's what happens. That's maybe my favorite part of this movie, by that's, the way. That's the party's stuff, the best part. I oh, really liked so how good. all the 50 sitcoms were all the dad sitcoms that were just changed out with moms. Like making <laughs> yeah. for mommy or mom knows best. That I think that, that I found this movie to be deeply misogynistic, but I, it's okay. But <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Deeply anti-mom, but 
or very pro mom. I'm not sure. Like pro no. a certain type of mom. You don't yeah. think this movie's like pro fifties mom? <laughs> the, the villain of the movie was a fifties mom come to life. Yeah, but then they learn to love her at the end. Or tame because her. Because she stopped being like that. <laughs> yeah. Because she you have be- to women need to learn their place. They need to learn their place in the, the fridge TV in the kitchen. That's where in they the need fridge. to be. <laughs> Literally literally frigging the mom. For a younger younger hotter wife mom. Exactly. Uh, It was, you know, look, I don't care about that. And because I watched it when I was a child, that's what I think now. This is what I believe. That's right. You've been indoctrinated. (laughs) It's fantastic. I can't wait to be a fridge mom. works. Uh, (laughs) So can I just just say, I know, Kenny, that you did a little bit of research on Stu Krieger, or at least did a little bit of reading up on him. Uh, He visited the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory (laughs) to research technology featured in Smart House and his other film, as we mentioned, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Uh, I want to know what that tech is. I want to know what he researched. Because if they're making that shit in JPL, I want to (laughs) know. (laughs) <laughs> they're making fridge bombs at NASA <laughs> but uh, so he was cognizant of the future technology and said I just looked at where we'd been where we were and imagined where we'd probably be headed he's not wrong on a technology perspective since we have all sorts of smart houses now to some degree yeah. Kenny has a smart house he was bragging about it before yep, we got on mic smart over here the smartest of houses is Kenny's that window is a hologram, isn't it? Yeah, it's not real. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's not. Yes, this is this is what I've decided to put outside my window. <laughs> Just a blown out. This is what I chose. <laughs> a white wall with with some with some weeds on it. Yeah. Um, I do think though that there's something to. I mean, I, I don't want to give Stu Krieger too much credit. I don't think he predicted like smart how to do that. It's that hard to imagine a smart house, but. I do think that we've learned nothing from this movie. I think the the phrase smart house, I think, was probably around before. Just like people imagining like how we would live and how we are living, really. Like we've all got little Google homes or Alexas that we talk to, that we tell to do things and they do things for us. Um, I think, did you, yeah. did you look at Stu Krieger's, um, no. you know, filmography? No, can, can you walk? He wrote it? The Land Before Time. Which oh, is wow. a classic. That's Oof. a great movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if Emma liked it or if it, if it just no, it's, that's emotionally like scarred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Littlefoot is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's it's brutal. Uh, <laughs> Super sad. That's it. That's all he ever really did. He did one other thing that that that. Um, but he did. He attention. did uh, Monkey Trouble. He did Monkey Trouble. He did in the Army. Now he's oh. done a lot of really kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. He did Land Before Time, which really is a classic, and it's Don Bluth and all that stuff. Mm. But um, he did write three movies that that you know are are bearing walls of Emma's adolescence or childhood. That is Land Before Time, Xenon, and this. I mean, Stu Krieger. You know, he was all over my job. You. Yeah, yeah. In a way, those <laughs> so three Phil- movies are like three movies that I can quote still. You know what's kind of funny? Mm. You've said this a few times, Phil. We've learned nothing from Smart House. Have we learned anything from any movie ever? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> should we as should we as as artists stop stop trying people. to teach people <laughs> shit? <laughs> like, yeah. It's a lost cause, you guys. It's a lost cause. I mean, cuz <laughs> if there's any movie that was going to teach us anything, mm-hmm. it's this movie probably because this <laughs> this <laughs> That's the upon, whole quote of this episode, Kenny. 
it preys upon. I'm not. I'm not even joking. It preys upon the 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 young, mm-hmm. supple minds, <laughs> the impressionable minds still forming their neural pathways. Yes, yes. and they could actually potentially redirect them in a more humanistic direction. Mm-hmm. But it had the exact opposite effect because Emma saw this movie and started trying to trying build to the smarters, pro- <laughs> trying to pro- program yeah. blenders into her walls. So <laughs> I, think I want. In, I'm sure that I'm. You know who I bet loves this movie? Mm. Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's a big fan. <laughs> he, he it probably be. inspired him to do the work that he does. When he saw this movie, he was like, this is what I want to do. I want to yeah. marry Grimes and I want to I was make- just going to say, Grimes definitely <laughs> likes Smart House. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my God. Sure. <laughs> she wants to transform smart. herself into a fridge hologram, for sure. Yeah, 100%. She hasn't already. <laughs> there, there are undoubtedly, this is the kind of movie, I think, where there are undoubtedly like a lot of celebrity fans. Mm-hmm. I wonder who they are. Like Grimes for sure, no question. Grimes for sure. Uh, you know who is not a fan of this movie is Brie Larson because she auditioned for the role of Angie and didn't get it, so she's probably when, not she, a fan. when she was seven. What? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. She would have killed it. She would have been great. She would have crushed it. <laughs> I actually thought Angie was great. Like she's no so doubt, good. too. Her delivery was really character, great. Yeah. So yeah, she was great. I I think this movie suffered a little bit again. You know. I mean, it was already like you know, it was already like the the body bag was already three quarters of the way yeah. zipped, zipped up, but yeah. suffered a little bit from uh, the the Ben casting. Yeah, because um, oh. uh, I don't you like mean his classic decom actor Ryan Merriman. Oh, was he in a bunch a of, of stuff? He's in the Thirteenth Year, which That's is about a merman. Yep, yeah. and Mary he's Man in played um, a merman. Luck of the Irish. Which is another yeah, sort of yeah. one that's always up up there on the lists. Is is it about a like, like he found a leprechaun? Yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> it is about that. <laughs> I love that you just guessed that. You're like, and I think, it. hold on, a, let me make sure that I'm right. Great about idea. This. Yeah, I mean, the only you yeah. know, I, leprechaun. I, so I posted about this as I was watching this last night. There were a couple things that kind of hit me as I was watching this. The first is like this could be a legitimate Blumhouse horror film i'm surprised that someone has not just remade it as a horror film because uh, it gets it, it gets pretty terrifying at the end if you ask me um but i also feel like it's got a little bit of wandavision in it too mm-hmm. in terms of the early episodes of wandavision when we're in the 50s and all that kind of stuff like it's it, this movie's got stuff like it's not as though there isn't some good stuff in it i'm just not convinced that like it's got the money or the talent behind it in order to like fully execute it. But like, I didn't hate it by any means. I just was sort of like, I imagine, as I said, I imagine if I was 10 years old, this movie would be great. Did you, did you watch this with your kids, Kenny, or did, did, did they not watch this? I wouldn't subject my kids. To- <laughs> <laughs> your kids must love this movie. They might love it. Well, you know, you're, I mean, you 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 know, and in, in my my you know, and our listeners know that my kids are kind of snobs. <laughs> in the they, best way, they yeah. would have been so turned off by the by, <laughs> by the, 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 the like the video that was yeah. used. Yeah. You know, I was clearly shot on like I think 
camcorder. So I think they would have been they would have been turned off by that. They would have been turned off by the visuals. Um, I Remember when you took been, them to see cats, Kenny? Yeah, we walked out. Your children walked out of cats. My children demanded we walk out of cats. My 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 son still holds it up. At all times, <laughs> as the worst movie he's ever seen, and the worst thing—like one of the worst things I've ever done with him tonight. Yeah. Not tonight. I'm, I'm a little screwed yeah. up because I'm taking him to see Space Jam two tonight, and I'm very well. That that might also that. be a whole other. I'm concerned how that's going to go. Cats over. out of the running. <laughs> it might. It I, might. Worst. <laughs> he really like he and and you know look, I went on a long rant before Cats <laughs> about how much I hate Cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the musical like, I, Cats. I yeah. hate Cats the musical deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the worst. So I certainly wasn't like forcing this upon them, right? But like we saw the trailer before something. We look, we like the greatest showman. And we great saw movie. the tra- great I film. Stand. Okay. We uh we saw the trailer before something, and like my daughter was like, I want to see that. So I'm like, great, that'll kill two hours. So we went to go see uh we went to go see Cats and my son immediately, who's not, again, like, he likes weird shit. You know, his favorite, <laughs> favorite, his favorite movie is Die Hard with a Vengeance. His second is Parasite. So you never know what this kid's going to be into. <laughs> He's nine, Emma, just He's, for the record. This is this reminds me, honestly, of the critical discourse around the first season of Big Little Lies when everyone was like, no child listens to music that sophisticated. Like, the soundtrack is really good in that show. And it's the children who are, like, on the phones, like, picking, like, Bon Iver or whatever they're listening to. No child listens to that. that, Well, I mean, my my children are, like... My children are cool. Well, my daughter is cool, but watches Sophia the First. And my son is... I don't know awesome. what that is. But... What, what, he, he, and... No, no, he, he, it's, no, my son is awesome, but he's unusual. And, like, <laughs> he, he like... I, some, something weird happened because, when, you know, he really... He's, like, the, his name is Rollins, and he only wants to watch R movies, which are rated R for Rollins, in his opinion. And <laughs> sure. uh, when, we, when Godzilla and uh, King Kong... Godzilla mm-hmm. versus King Kong came out, um, I thought I was like kind of being a dick and also kind of a funny, funny dad. I'm like, look, you can watch Godzilla and King Kong if you watch the originals with me. So he's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, let's do it. So we watched Godzilla and I got the version with subtitles, not the dubbing. Yeah. And like, for some reason, he's like, I love Asian cinema. So now we watch all these like, Asian films with oh subtitles. God. He, I mean, Minari is obviously an American film, but you know, yeah. fucking yeah, three yeah, quarters, yeah. Sure. three quarters subtitled. And he's like Minari, like that's the greatest film ever. Like I don't know, I don't know how Nomadland won. Like it had to be. <laughs> he's like Nomadland. No, seriously, he's like me and mommy yeah. agree that Nomadland looks really good. Mm-hmm. But Minari's really the best film of the year. Um, so I take it back. I don't, I don't think they like Smart House. He wouldn't have liked Smart House, but my daughter might have uh, liked yeah. it if, if like I, I sure. gave her enough snacks. Were you, so Emma, there, there is some, some, <laughs> some needle drops in this film. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Were, were, <laughs> were you a big Bewitched fan when you were a kid? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> that was the only song. one that I knew because it's in this do, movie. Do, 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 do. La vie. <laughs> <laughs> the I other big the one, one is uh, is the house is jumping, Jump, which uh, the house is jumping. The coolest they, song. They played it. four times. Yep. Well, the house jumped four times. <laughs> to be fair, the house is jumping. But I, I mean, I, I what are your th- again? This comes back to sort of. The music of DCOMs, which was uh-huh. a big thing too. Like Xenon has some big music in it too. Um, did you own this music? Were you into this music at the time as well? I didn't own it. I didn't think, I don't think I knew that you could do that. Because if I knew that, okay. then I definitely would have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. like once like my, some relative gave me like the That's So Raven soundtrack, which is just songs that are featured in the show sometimes. And then like other songs that they couldn't afford to put in the show, but are on the CD anyway. Um, This music I didn't have. And I wasn't even sure if it was like real music, like if Mm -hmm. they had composed it for the movie, which I think that they did at least once, if not for most of it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Uh, Yeah, no, I I thought it was cool. I thought the music was awesome. Not to go off topic again. Do you love uh, a goofy movie? Yeah, okay. it's good. I, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I am positive. I feel positive. I, about that one. Yeah, a goofy movie is another kind of one of these things that I was just a little too old for, but it's just beloved by yeah. people, you know, five to 15 years younger than me. Uh, it's good, but the music in that's very good. Yes, yeah. the music oh in that gosh. is really good. Yeah. Yes. That's why <laughs> I thought of it. I wish you all could have seen Emma's facial oh. reaction to that. It was very, very you exciting. Can if you can uh, if you uh, subscribe our to our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> um, <laughs> worth it. Absolutely worth it. It um, is worth can, it. Can we just talk for a quick second um, <laughs> about Ben's emotional arc in this film? Because it's kind <laughs> of disturbing. He hates women. <laughs> the he only woman he likes is his mom. He's dead. He's like, the only good woman's a dead woman. <laughs> it's like, would you He's a fridged woman. I, mean, I, I was talking specifically about my mom who's dead, you asshole. <laughs> so just, just so people are clear, Ben wants to get the smart house to essentially replace his mom. Yes. Because in his brain, his Close. mom is a house. I would disagree with you on that. <laughs> well, his well mom- he says he does, but I, I, sorry, that his mom is is house things, is like the various things that have to be done in a house. Moms cook for you, moms clean for you, right, moms right. are nice to you. That's all they do, and that's all they need moms- to do. And when they're done with that, you put them in the little mom closet, and they're right. Like at one off. point, this, this all but, sounds great. At <laughs> one point, I- Ben says to his dad, Pat is going to give us all the mom stuff we need. Well, because he's uh, he's scared that his dad is going to replace, yes. you know, his mom that he loved with mm-hmm. another stranger who he's not going to like. I mean, that's the whole thing. Right. It's a very, like, familiar arc in a Disney movie, I feel like. I feel so like a much. lot of them kind of did that. <laughs> this is, yeah. I think, I, I, I think it's a... This is going to sound so dumb. It's a little more sophisticated <laughs> than you gave me credit for, Phil. I, I, that might I be think, true. I don't think that's necessarily what Ben thinks. Okay. I think that's what Ben thinks his dad thinks, right? Oh, okay. I think Ben is, I think Ben, all the mom stuff we need, I don't think he's saying, this is what I think. This, he's saying, dad, you don't need 
to bring another woman oh, into this house she because can give us, this yeah. house can do everything you need from a mom because he has no concept of what a wife is and he only has this like he only has this like seven year olds understanding because remember Angie didn't really even remember mom so yeah. he only has this like seven or eight year olds understanding of what a mom does which is like you know tuck you in or whatever she does for right, you right but she, right. he has no concept of anything beyond that so I don't really fault Ben or the you know the characterization of Ben in this regard. I think this is like a a, a stilted kid's idea of how we replace the mom. And in that respect, I think there is some growth, and I think there is a kind of fully formed character arc. I agree with for that. Ben. From I if think, you look at it from that vantage point, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, I think that you know the 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 larger theme of you know technology, AI technology is good as long as it stays in its lane uh, and, we, and we can keep it in its lane is a little, you know, not so much like problematic or troubling. It's just kind of like, you know, dumb. <laughs> I mean, that statement makes sense. Like it's yes. useful to us as long as it doesn't, you know, get a mind of its own. Right. Yeah, like at, right, at right. the end, you have the big Sell our of- data for everything. And you want to know what, Emma? That's what I actually believe. Yeah, that's like in my heart. Like, I don't sit here. Think, I don't really sit here thinking like I, I like I like to fuck around a little bit and tell people that we're there's going to be a robot apocalypse and we're going to, you know, fall through <laughs> the AI and all that stuff. But like, if I really thought that I would get rid of all my shit and I don't. I told you I have a smart house. I have a hologram wall behind me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I actually do think that we can kind of control this stuff. Am I stupid? So many viewers, so many listeners right now are like, yes, you're yes. stupid. You're well, stupid and you're going down first. I All mean, the tech bros listening to this podcast are like, oh, he has no idea what's coming. My he roommate has no idea hates all the, the weird shit that we're going to put in his house. I bought a Roomba and my roommate is convinced that it's a bad idea. And that like the Roomba is going to become sentient or something. The, the, yo, you got if you got if you guys can't defeat a, a sentient Roomba, I agree. Then you, you deserve <laughs> to lose. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I do so, tend to like anthropomorphize things like that. But like a Roomba, oh, they're so cute. They will they scuttle around oh, the, on the floor. They're, they're alive. Oh, they're really thanks. cute. I, I, I do always like, say thank you to Siri just in case. Because if they do rise up, I want them to remember this one was polite. Emma's the least. one who says nice. Who <laughs> says nice things. I always think of like, like the child's play movies. I'm like, yo, if you can't be Chucky, you deserve to die. Like, it's just that simple. Chucky's you know, so pretty small. fucking scary, though. He's got a, he's he's got a knife. <laughs> you got everything. <laughs> you, got, you, you got every tool ever created by man. He's got a knife he can barely wield. Fair enough. You can do the um, thing where you put your hand on like his forehead and he's like trying to get yeah. you, but his arms are too little. I know. I think they do that in oh. Leprechaun. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, the other woman, uh, this woman Sarah Barnes has created the smart she's house. So hot! Did you? Th- that's the moment that I really need to highlight here, which she's is that he so looks hot. at a picture of her in the paper, and the dad goes, "Beautiful." <laughs> And Ben thinks he's talking about the house. Ridiculous. Because you're right. In Ben's mind, women are just buildings that you can project whatever you want onto. Yeah. And in dad's mind, (laughs) women are just sex objects. objects. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The cook. Uh, Uh, I don't. He's got the house. He doesn't need it. (laughs) 
I so do ba- love her character introduction in the very beginning of the movie yes. where there, he has, she has that like sidekick guy. I don't really know what his job is. Who's yeah. like, you need to, you know, get your head out of your computer and go on some dates. And then she's like <laughs> listing all of her horrible ex-boyfriends. <laughs> and then she has like separation anxiety leaving the house. She's yeah. like, I don't know. I don't really want to go. It's just, and he's like, get a fucking life. It's get the a- maternal <laughs> instinct. That's how you know oh, yeah. she's a good candidate for the dad. That makes sense. Everything is so weird about this movie. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I that. myself I, by saying that. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that that I, I appreciate the, the, the marketing thing of we're going to make a smart house. We're going to have a contest that 7,000 people are going to enter and we are going to give it away. And But I don't understand why they didn't like track like like yeah. constantly like you know check, check in it. with them and make it because you're trying yeah. to keep this yeah. marketing thing alive right yeah um the, the other thing is why isn't there another smart house or like a whole town of smart houses that you're actually trying to sell and make money on this house probably costs upwards of a billion dollars <laughs> i don't know much about money but it seems like a it billion seems like dollar that's right home. i also think i'm surprised only seven thousand people wanted it I think there's probably more people that want it than 7,000 people. But well, 7,000. Of ben, those ben people, had, yeah. Right. He entered a lot ben of times, which I also thought was a little bit weird because as he's set up to be this like like computer whiz yeah. kid, yeah. you'd think that he would create like some maybe program to do that for him instead of having to like log on. Oh, God, I got to go on AOL and <laughs> enter the contest again. Did you notice yeah. he, he, had a, he had a town email? The yep. town was called like Morgan or something. It was like Ben at Morgan.town.gov. <laughs> the internet back then is the fucking best. I just it's think so it's so good. Oh, it's, oh, I love 90s internet early. so much. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this movie yeah, is the 90s internet of movies. And I think oh, that that's, sure, yeah. that's what it is. It's like a very, I, I understand the nostalgia for, you know, early internet for AOL and chat rooms and you've got mail and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, I see the charm of it. I, I am kind of charmed by it myself, to be honest. Um, I might watch it again with uh, my kids and tell them it's oh. a horror movie and they might like it. If They, they might like it. it. If they think it's a horror movie. Yeah. You know. Um, so that's I, sophistication I, I, right there. My I, my niece, my niece is here too now. She's uh, also in the play. She got Maleficent, as I said. She's thirteen, and we watch all the horror movies together. Um, we're apparently going to watch it this week, which Phil couldn't watch with me in the theater. I wouldn't but go and see that. I don't, no, thank you. You, you want to come over and watch it? No, with my thirteen-year-old and nine-year-olds. That's fine. I, they're 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 more courageous than I am, clearly. But I think if, if I, I saw that movie some- at nine, I would not be here right. <laughs> I would be under the you, you earth. Would, you would be dead. In a, in a bunker. Terrified. Under the earth. <laughs> I, I got bad news for you. Penny, that's where Penny was. That's where, you, that's where, that's where he hangs out. You're right. <laughs> the oh, one place God. you don't want to be. You should be out. You should be up with Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, I should yeah, be in Bezos, space. Bezos, yeah. In his, yeah, in his... Oh, uh, rocket. So, so at this point, um, Pat overhears them talking <laughs> about fun and interprets and looks up fun, Google's fun, and what she comes up with is this party. She says, "Party, party," and which then, lives in my brain still. <laughs> she says it. Uh, so then, uh, with Pat's help, Ben wins over. Ben's crush comes over for the party. Gwen Petroni. 
<laughs> and his bully Ryan also shows up because Pat wants him there so she can just straight up fucking Fuck torture him. him. Absolutely. I like, I, I'm, I'm very into, as a, you know, I, as three people <laughs> who have, let's say, you know, not name, last names that would be in the top thousand. Sure, sure. Last names in America. <laughs> Correct. Um, I am very into last names like Petroni. Is that was her name? <laughs> yeah. And less into last names like Cooper. I'm very bored. Like I Correct. try and I try to find that perfect little Petroni yep. zone mm-hmm. where like it's a name that's like enough of a name where you're not like, you know, being a total jerk about it, but it's not Cooper, which is just like, you know, I think if you're going like something like Cooper, you may, you may as well just go Smith or Jones. Yeah. Petroni's you know? a good and, one. Petroni's a good one. I agree with you. So I'm into yeah. Petroni. Do you think uh, she's a Gwendolyn or a Guinevere? Uh, in, in the canon of, of the, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously a Gwyneth. Come on, um, <laughs> so Gwyneth Petroni. <laughs> That's a great like name. Gwyneth Paltrow's like tethered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> That's great. (laughs) So Pat then electrically shocks Ryan. You know, this might sound this might sound a little gross, Uh but whatever. Okay. Uh Yeah. It's not gonna sound that gross. Okay, good. But like if if like if (laughs) have you ever like told friends who you didn't go to high school with? Take this with a grain of salt, Emma. I was, I was, I was much worse as a younger person. The names of the hotter girls in your high school, and they're just like, "That's a hot girl name. That's a hot girl name." <laughs> like, like how could, how could? I, I don't want to put her on blast, yeah, but obviously not. Yeah. How I, I will, I will put two names together. How can Becky Weiner possibly be a hot girl? <laughs> I'm like. Sh- I'm like, you don't understand. Like, we all don't just, get it. We all just like prayed at the altar of Becky Weiner. <laughs> I mean, she sounds hot. The way that you're describing. Yeah. I, it's like it's like old Ben is like, oh you you wouldn't believe Gwen Petroni. And they're like, come on. Gwen Petroni? There's really? no chance. <laughs> Gwen Petroni. I do. I would believe if I had just heard the name Gwen Petroni, I would believe her as like a nerdy sort of glasses yeah. type. Yep. Like Gwen Petroni. Unless was there homework was, tonight? Um, unless this was 1987, because uh-huh. like in a movie like 
don't tell mom the baby's babysitter's dead. Like mm-hmm. I could see Gwen Petroni being like, oh, knock yeah. your socks off. What was <laughs> the a- name of uh, the girl from uh, Adventureland that uh, she had like a name like this? Kristen tra- Stewart? No, that okay. No. Oh, uh, Le- oh, oh, I know Lisa what you're P. talking about. Lisa P, but I don't remember what her last name was, what her full yeah. character. But they had like that idea of like that hot girl with a kind of weird name. But at this point in the movie, for what it's worth, Ryan gets electrically shocked by Pat. She then haunts him with this ghostly skull hologram thing, pokes him with her electronic arms and kicks him out of the party. Um, and then Gwen Petroni kisses Ben. And like, it's it's a little oversex, if I'm being completely honest, the way that she portrays it. I, I, I wasn't comfortable with it. This movie's some... like a little bit horny. It is, for like, right? For Disney, because you got the dad and the lady scientist. Yes, like, Sarah, that's yeah. very romantic, all yeah. their scenes together. And then you have this, like, boy with this crush, and he gets kissed by her. Yeah, it's pretty and crazy. And she takes her, like, sweater off and throws it on a plant. Like, okay. How is that proof there was a party, Emma? <laughs> I was what I, I remember. I remember seeing this for the first time, being like, yes. "He could have just lied. He could have just told yeah. her she's like studying or something over yeah. here." How does he know Pat. automatically? You kids did something. How did Pat? That's miss not that, one of though. your sweaters. Also, how did Pat miss it? I mean, all of this Come makes on, yeah, Pat. It's, it's lazy. It's lazy writing. It's lazy on on every on every part. But uh, so then, um, I mean, can I just say? Yeah, I do, yeah. I do want to bring up the fact that when his friends come over and he puts the video wall on, I think he uses the phrase "kick, kick butt" video screens. I wrote right. that down. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a music video, and they all start doing the dance. Yep. That yes. to me was friendship. That friendship is knowing a dance by a boy band. And then doing it with your friends at a cool house party that you're not supposed to have. Like, that was like, okay, this is wow. what high school is going to be like. Like, for me watching this at whatever age I saw it. At. Also, is that what uh, it was like for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was okay, me, cool. me and my cool friends doing a dance in a smart house. Cool. That's also a positive portrayal of male friendship. Correct. Because yeah, my, yeah. in my toxic male relationships, zero times have we unironically danced to anything. Um, so. <laughs> Now, and then I, later I, on in the party, they do like the soul train thing where yes, they're all yes, up in yes, the in yes, rows yes. and they're, oh yeah, my yeah. God. I thought that that's what it was going to be like. And then it, high school yeah. parties are so lame. You're just sitting yeah. on couches, not talking to It's talk. awful. They're awful. The jokes <laughs> on me is I, I now write for a dance show. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, so, so Pat at this point becomes strict and overbearing uh, because she overhears that they're they're basically like, Pat, they're like whispering, being like, Pat's getting too strong. We have to like, we have to. And then she essentially, I mean, this is when the movie really becomes crazy. She, she metal doors come down. She bolts everything, which sounds like bullets. All those bolts. <laughs> fucking yeah. weird. And then it's like in true lives when the house gets riddled. Yes. 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 It yeah. is. Yeah, it is. It's. <laughs> It really is. So then Angie, this is one of my favorite parts. Angie gets sick before the shutdown happens. And then the dad wakes her up and Angie's like, wait, why are you waking me up? And I'm like, yeah, why are you waking Angie up? There's nothing you can do. You can't leave. Just let her sleep. I mean, it's it's just absurd. Um, so Wake then, up, you need to panic with us. We're panicking and you have to be here to too. Panic with us. Get uh, your soup out of here. We got to freak out. <laughs> that soup looks pretty tasty, by the way. Did, I would eat did. that. 
She's like, oh, why soup? I love soup. All I, I want to eat is soup. I'm a big fan soup. of soup. Love I would soup. be yeah, so nice. jazzed if a smart house made me soup. What's your favorite soup, Emma? I was going to ask the same question. Yeah. I'm so interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of tomato. Just mm-hmm. unbasic. Cream of tomato or tomato, tomato? Tomato, tomato. Okay. Thank God. Like, come on. The podcast would have ended if it was cream of tomato. Yeah. Kenny hates cheese. He would have cheese. kicked me out of the he, soup. Kenny hates yeah. cheese or sour cream, cream. or anything. I love oh. tomato soup. It's a great answer. But... Oh, anything cream, cream of mushroom is my favorite soup. So Kenny, Still, this, that's why. Also that's, a why good Ke- soup. that's why Kenny and I don't really get along. <laughs> well, it's just you know, <laughs> you're a cre- yeah, and you're you're cream big, on peaches. Big dairy got you. I uh, big dairy has its hooks in me so deep. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys about soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast no, about saying, soup now. I'm not, yeah. saying, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying this is my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Does chili count as soup? No. It's always on the soup section. On I know, but menu. it's not soup in my mind. But I, I can this understand. Like, this is Chili's like chili. Chili's chili. One of those, like, is a Pop-Tart or ravioli questions. Hmm. Wait, you know? is it Pop-Tart or ravioli? It's is a dessert it? ravioli. Of course it is, yes. Well, but this is the whole, is, is a hot dog a sandwich? It's this argument. Mm, I yeah. Like, I like as a Pop-Tart or ravioli because that actually <laughs> I mean, I really <laughs> is a ravioli. Now, is a hot dog a sandwich? I've never really found that to be nearly as fun or fascinating as the internet. I don't find it fun or fascinating. I'm merely saying that why. it's a similar I'll argument. I'll tell okay. you why I don't. Okay. Who I cares? Think either, I don't think either answer is satisfying. Sure. I agree with it's that. It's a hot dog. Yeah. That's right. what chili like someone, chili chili's a hot dog. That's I, I mean chili, chili is chili. Chili's a hot chili dog. might be a hot dog. In which in which case then I in which case uh I I if I can't say chili or turkey chili or vegetarian chili, um I would say tomato soup is my favorite soup. Love a tomato soup. What about soup? matzo ball soup? No one's a fan of matzo ball soup. Love matzo ball soup. What a yes. I mean love okay. matzo ball soup. Right. I love mm. a pasta f- uh fagioli. <laughs> I I have to stop this. I have to stop this. <laughs> Love a good minestrone. All right, all right. I have to stop this. Uh, Our top five Italian soups. Let's go. Well, the problem is right here. The only problem is, oh my god. What's the cold you, one? Gazpacho. Gazpacho is the best. I love gazpacho. Love yeah, gazpacho. God, there we go. Right. We can all agree on that. So Pat generates herself as a holographic <laughs> housewife at this point, um, and uh, multiplies herself. Which is kind of eerie. It's basically a moment where she's like, I am everywhere. You cannot kill me. You're never leaving here kind of moment. It's also like, that's the only reason she does it because she can't actually touch anything or pick right. anything up. So she's right. not really doing anything in the kitchen. She's just standing there <laughs> making like money she, of herself. It's true. like when she gets bigger as well. It's just, oh it's just, it's just menacing. But yeah. it, it, is, yeah. it is like kind of Wizard of Oz, you yes. know? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Even when she gets big and Sarah kind of like runs through her, but like it kind of freaks Sarah out that she ran through her. But like that's all, I mean, she can't do anything. Everything about this should freak Sarah out. Right. Because Sarah has created life. And that would be, if you did not intend to create life, that would be very scary. Even if you do intend to create life and you succeed, very scary. It's a a Miles Dyson situation. She doesn't know it, but she's the Miles Dyson of this situation. Dr. Frankenstein situation. You know, very similar. Yeah, very similar. Uh, Uh, So one of the creepiest moments in this film, as far as I'm concerned, is when Pat starts singing, Mama's going to buy you a diamond ring. Oh, God. Because that's the song that the dead mom sang to the children. 
And she knows that because she saw the sad home videos. See, a very sad scene. I would say a very emotionally affecting scene. I thought that was a good scene. Personally. You're right, guys. That is is too good for this movie. It's too good for this movie. (laughs) Yeah. No, it is. That's like, that's that's some heavy shit. And like. Having your surrogate mother project video of your real mother onto a wall and then feeling. Oh, yeah. There's so many layers to I, I think that Katie Seagal is very good in this film. I think that she walked so Scarlett Johansson could run in her. I think that these, <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I thought she was really good at this. Let's talk about Katie. Yeah. All right. So I think I no longer can say I like uh, Married with Children. I think that, that some people have decided that that's not acceptable anymore. But it was my favorite show for, for most of my life. And I watched it with my parent, my parents and uh, I loved it. Sure. So she holds she is my smart house in a lot of ways. Right. I cannot speak critically about that show mm-hmm. um, or analytically. I, I just, you know, unabashedly loved it. Um so Katie, but the thing about Katie Seagal that I, I, I find so fascinating, and I find this very fascinating about the show, is you have a test case of what would happen if that sh- if, if you were an actor in that show and it just it, it you know didn't do anything after. Like David Faustino is just a if if you remember him, he's just a huge joke. Um, whereas the other three main actors in that show went on to be national huge. treasures. Yeah. <laughs> like, huge. how is that possible that yeah, the crazy. other three actors in that show are like critically beloved, <laughs> like yeah. America's yeah. darlings? Yeah. And O'Neill won, is, like, is everyone's grandfather, basically, right? Dad or grandfather. Yes. I, I, obviously, Christina Applegate. Managed to pull huge. off a somewhat believable marriage with Sofia Vergara? How is that real? <laughs> yes. Christina Applegate is yeah. is is beloved I mean, in her own I, way too. Yeah, I don't love Dead to Me, but I do love her, and sure. I think she's like you know in Bad Moms, for instance, she's like one of the only people who could pull off that role. Like she's she's people love Samantha Who when that was on. That was a show. That I, she, I love I mean, Samantha Who. She was good in that. And then Katie, and then Katie Seagal is most surprising of, of the Seagal's oh, most yeah. pri- surprising of them all because like. She's. I believe she won an Emmy for Gemma. I believe she uh, for Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, for some, yeah, when yeah. She, yeah. I yeah. believe she won an Emmy for that. So she is now like a gritty, hard yeah. top of the you know above the title. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your show picked up if she's in it type mm-hmm. actress who can do comedy, who can do drama, who when Roseanne die or Roseanne's kicked out of the show becomes John Goodman's girlfriend and the Connors like yep. she yep. is. She's like half a step below, like Mary Tyler Moore and Carol Burnett. Like she's like the closest people like, also, that generation has. Totally, and people don't. I mean, they don't talk about her on Futurama as much as maybe they should. But like, that's also another thing, right? She's Leela on that, which runs mm. for a really long time, which is beloved. Uh, I mean, she's yeah, she is a, a multi hyphenate. There's kind of any she can do anything. It's pretty amazing. She, she's a she's voice been, that like I like you grow up knowing her voice at least if Mm -hmm. not her entire self totally Totally. i mean you run you run through it real fast like she did 100 probably 200 episodes of married with children she did 100 episodes of uh 10 rules 10 simple rules for dating my teenage daughter 100 episodes of sons of anarchy Mm -hmm. she did this whole season of 100 300 400 episodes of futurama she did this whole series of the connors she's in this show rebel right now that got Mm -hmm. canceled but might get picked up somewhere else yeah um she 
is just this massive cultural yep. entity. Yep. And to think smart house dwarfs them all. <laughs> well, here's the thing about <laughs> 90, I'll just say this. The thing about 99, what is interesting is that we are catching her at a little bit of a hammock in her career, right? Because I would say that Sons of Anarchy sort of is a is like the next chapter, right? Like that well, really puts her into a different rules. So oh, you're right. You're right. When did so, that so start? I don't know when that started. 2002. I looked okay. this all up. So okay. basically, Marry the Children ends in 97. Yeah. 99 begins Futurama, and she's yes. that voice. And, you know, as yes. Katie Seagal, human, sure. me. Sure. I thought, okay, this this is a good, <laughs> this is a great landing spot for her. This is a sure. great way sure. for her to prolong her career. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I just figured everyone on that show would be... Mm-hmm. Would 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 be kind of sullied forever because it was yeah. such a weird kind of embarrassing show by the end of it. Sure. But great, so she found something, uh, and did Smart House, which you know would would have destroyed a lesser actress's career, but it only you know <laughs> it only made her stronger. <laughs> only made her stronger. Only enhanced hers. And then uh, Ten Simple Rules, yeah. two thousand two, John Ritter's wife. I mean, that's yes. a pretty ABC show. That's a yeah. pretty big statement that Katie Seagal is going to stick around and is going to be someone who uh, who, who is going to be kind of a force in TV for a while. Then Probably. I don't know if she married Kurt Sutter before or before getting that show I'm, I'm or that if right she got that show and then married Kurt Sutter. But then she kind of, you know, Kurt Sutter lives the life to some extent. And um, and she was on The Shield once too. So I think she did know him before or whatever. But She marries him being, in 2004. So all right, so that predates Sons yeah. of Anarchy. So he creates Sons of Anarchy and you know builds in this role mm-hmm. for this actress who's never done anything like it, yeah. and she murderifies it um, <laughs> and is the heart and soul of that show, and uh, and then kind of proves that she's you know un- unexpectedly capable of doing uh, capable of doing anything. The other role Phil that I do also want to highlight was mm-hmm. um, Locke's ex-wife in Lost. Which That's is a true. dramatic role. That's true. It was a That's little, true. little bit of a surprising place for her to show up as well. But Helen. That's, mm-hmm. Yes, Helen. That's there. There. There's a lot. A lot of you know emotionality in 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 those scenes and in that relationship. That yeah, she she does. So. She fucking works. Like just looking at her career, you're just like 92 episodes of Sons of Anarchy. She also you know she does 13 episodes of A to Z. She was the narrator on that show. Do you remember that show? Great voice. Uh, yeah. Great voice. Great voice. Uh, she did an episode Feldman, of This Is Us. Right? She does 22 episodes of The Connors, as you mentioned. She did you know seven episodes of Shameless. I mean, she's it's it's yeah, it's amazing. She's amazing. She's wonderful. Um. So uh, yeah, basically. The, the movie kind of wraps itself up because Ben says to Pat, like, you're not human. You'll never be human. Um, puts, <laughs> puts puts Pat in her place. She shrinks down. <laughs> she gets super sad. Like, lightning and clouds show up and she disappears. Well, that scene where she touches his face and yes. she's like, you didn't feel that. And he's like, no. That's an, another really great emotional yeah. just little bit. Yeah. It's like David at the end of AI when he sees all the Davids. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> this, it's this, move, this movie predates AI, yes. unless um, unless um, Levar like this movie somehow got got a got a hold of Stanley Kubrick's treatment for it. <laughs> like they, yeah. I think I think they really informed Spielberg on this. Yeah, one. yeah. It's an homage to both AI and Ray Bradbury's short story. <laughs> All right, you yeah. want to talk about you want to talk about Lavar? Yes, I want to hear your thoughts on Lavar. Let's wrap this up okay. with Lavar, and then we'll and then we'll rate the movie. 
like everybody else in America, I, I've always loved LeVar. I mean, you know, I, I always, he hosted Reading Rainbow, of course. And then he yeah. was on Star Trek. And I was happy that he always had this career. And he always kind of was on Roots, obviously. I mean, you know, he is, to some extent, uh, an American treasure. To some extent. Um, well, this, so Alex Trebek dies. <laughs> my My favorite person, maybe, of all time. And before the body is cold, oh my god, you have Lavar out there being like, you know who would be a good host for Jeopardy? Me, Lavar Burton. That's not what how it played out. <laughs> that's not how it played out. Tell me, tell me how it the, played out. You know what happened, which is that unfortunately Alex Trebek left us, and a big vacuum. I, on I already Jeopardy told was, them what happened. They know, he, but you didn't but, leave us. He died. But, Twitter all of a sudden decided they took it upon themselves to figure out who should replace it. Now, Twitter should never decide anything. I think we all know that that's a bad idea, but that's what they did. And as they've been doing for the past few months since he died, they've been doing these two-week stints of guest hosts to try to figure out who should replace him. And LeVar Burton was not on that list. And Twitter, I would say, understandably was like, he should get a shot at it. So you are incorrect. Can I can I finish? So yeah, sorry. So essentially, what happened was this campaign to get Lavar Burton at least a guest spot for two weeks on Jeopardy sort of manifests itself, and Lavar runs with the ball, right? Like he gets a New York. You, you can shake your head all you want, uh, Lavar Burton. He runs a, a New York Times. He got a New York Times piece about this. He, you know, he. He started campaigning for himself at that point and successfully got himself a guest stint on the show. And he's going to be the host uh, next week, so, I think. So your, so your um, read of this situation okay. is that Twitter decided out of all the humans that LeVar Burton should be the host and LeVar ran with it? Okay. Uh, for, first of all, of all the humans is 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 that's that's what you're he's still a famous tv personality okay, who okay, hosted no, no, reading no, no, no. rainbow sorry, he's not sorry, just sorry, a sorry. fucking guy sorry 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 that's not the point i'm making twitter decided of all the tv personalities <laughs> it should be lavar burton and lavar ran with the ball so what you're saying Why to me is that lavar saw saw an opportunity and seized it is what is your take <laughs> no i'm <laughs> saying the opposite lavar burton was the one who started the campaign? That's my. That's what I just said to you. I don't think that's what happened, but I think it's interesting that you do. I don't no, know what to say to that. You, you don't think what's what happened? That you think that Lavar Burton was the one that said I should be the guy. I know he is. Lavar you know Burton this? wants Jeopardy producers to know he's the best person to host. I think my whole career has been an advertisement for being the host of Jeopardy, the former Reading but Rainbow I'm and not, Star Trek tells EW. This right. happened, this happened, and then, this is what happened. This happened. He puts it out there. I'm telling you, I, I'm positive on the, on the chronology of this. He puts it out there that he wants to be the host. Jeopardy then releases the people, the list of people that are the potential guest hosts. And LeVar is not on the list. And people, when he put it out there like LeVar should host, a lot of people like Phil Isco, for instance, were like, what a great idea. Hold on a second. Hold that on. guy. Because here, here, here's the thing, Kenny. Prior to Alex Trebek's death, everyone knew that Alex Trebek was sick. He had been sick yes. for quite some time. So yes. people knew that a replacement was coming. And yes. there, were, there were many people 
that were sort of thrown about and 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 LeVar Burton's name was one of those people that was because he was threw big. it out there. <laughs> okay. Because he threw it out I, there, I, which isn't which isn't necessarily such a bad thing. Other people threw their names out there. Okay. He threw it out there. But he like I think I I think if you th- if you think that it went the I way I love Emma's you, silence. If you Emma's think it went the way you think I, just, I don't went. know what the answer is. <laughs> if you think it went the way you think it went, then it is not de classe. That, that, but and that I is, think, but I think it went the other way. I Beck dies, and Lavar Burton is like, you know, who would make a good host? Me. Okay. And I, then people were like, yeah, you would make a good host, I guess. Even though, like, honestly, the campaign is kind of fucking ironic. Like, he okay. is. I, I, he is. Like, look at the list of the people who are hosting. You have the current host of the Today Show, the current host of Good Morning America, a current sixty Minutes like correspondent. All these people who are the current Anderson Cooper. All these people who are currently relevant, and the people who are not are people like Katie Couric, who are massive and obvious like choices. And then you have. LeVar Burton, who the internet was like, this would be cute too. Here's what I hope. I hope that LeVar Burton becomes the host of Jeopardy. That being said, I hear you. If it did play out the way that you think it played out, then so be it. That is not... Let's say say it did. How do you feel? (laughs) Listen, I, I personally speaking... I think he would be a good host. So whether or not he's the one that brought it to people's attention or not is kind of moot is the way yeah, I see let's it. See. But all this being mm. said. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. I'll Emma, host what are Jeopardy. Your, what are your, yes, yes. I'll do Emma it. Emma Stefanski should be the host of Jeopardy. I take it all back. <laughs> Emma would actually be a great host. I, this is, um, this, everyone's this been is telling why, me this. This is why finally. I think Emma should, this is why I think Emma should host. <laughs> no, I, I, who, 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 Laura, let's, let's take LeVar out of the running for a take second. Emma, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if this is if this is something you are caught up caught up in the way we're caught up in this. Obviously, who do you think should host, Phil? Here's here's what just to be. I watch Jeopardy every night. As um, do I. It's a great okay. show. Like, like a psycho. It's great. Um, of the of the hosts that have the guest hosts that have done it thus far, and even if you were to, I really think Anderson Cooper did a great job. I like Anderson Cooper. He's got a good. I like his personality. I like what he brings to it. Um, I don't particularly like uh, Ken Jennings, so I hope it's not him. But if it was to bet on it, I bet it'll be Ken Jennings. <laughs> so why don't you like Ken Jennings? Uh, I don't. Well, first of all, I, I think um, he's kind of a creep, <laughs> um, and I and uh, he, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think he's kind of a creep. I don't like his Twitter presence particularly. I think there's kind of this shticky thing that he does that I, he, he's kind of putting on a facade for us of like what he thinks people want Ken Jennings to be like. But I think the real guy is actually. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of gross. But that's—he's I mean, that's a what phony. He's a damn phony. The in damn phony. Words. You know who's not a phony? Emma Stefanski. Emma Stefanski should be the host of Jeopardy. I'm an open book. It's Emma, all out there. Emma is my second choice. <laughs> yeah, who's your first choice? <laughs> Ken Jennings. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. God damn it. And this, this is this episode's only, been about soup and Jeopardy. There is literally only one thing. <laughs> there, there are two things I wanted of Je- a Jeopardy host. Okay. One is I want them to be. A, I want to believe, like the, critically. This is like critically. The thing about Alex Trebek is 
I believed that he knew the answer to every question. Okay. And that when he, you know, okay. moved, when, when he said yes. this yes. is wrong, I believed him. Or he said he waited for more clarification. I believed sure. him. Sure. He knew the pronunciation for everything. I also know Ken Jennings knows the answer to every question. Okay. Buzzy Cohen probably also knows the answer to every question I liked Buzzy. as well. I liked Buzzy. I liked the the Buzzy. other thing I want them to be able to do is to be able to read uh, at a reasonable pace. <laughs> Buzzy Cohen is incapable of that. Buzzy Cohen, I hated him. Read so fast. It was impossible to like take it in his his hosting gig was torture he was i thought the guy favorite. from 60 minutes was torture because he read it so slowly too slow. <laughs> Bill was too slow. i agree the, okay the other one who i would the other one who i who i would uh be down for yes. bringing it back to the world of uh of television and child stars is maya bialik who i think did a great job and she i also good. believe she knows most of the answers yeah so and, then, I, and I she agree also with was that. fun i, I like her i liked her um uh, that's so it. let's let's rate Smart House. Um, Emma, I don't know if you know how our rating system goes, but uh, we rate films from zero to 99. Zero being the worst, obviously 99 being the highest, 50% being the threshold with which we would recommend the film. Um, we do uh, a ranking before the podcast. Well, actually for you, you'd get to rank this in 99. So how, how much you loved it in 99, which I'm assuming is 99, but we'll just whatever. Uh, and then we do a ranking before the podcast and after the podcast. So like whether or not the podcast actually changed your opinion one way or the other. So I'll go first so you can think about it for a second. Um, before this podcast, I was at a 40. Um, I, I, I thought Damn, that it, Phil. I thought it was fine. Um, but then, uh, first of all, I thought about it over the last 24 hours, and then we've been talking about it, and I, I, I'm at a 60 now. I, I actually, I think that, I think that Smart House is actually pretty solid. Jump, I'm not going to lie. Jump, the house is jumping. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was, so that's, this that's is what where I'm, I'm here at. for. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Kenny, hey do you want to? Hey, man. <laughs> where, where are you at? This is, this is your reputation, not mine. Um, all right, so I was at I, I was I was at a, I was at a twelve before this podcast. Oh my God. Uh, but I no longer I no longer can be at a twelve. I no longer can be at a twelve. That is that is <laughs> in honor of my favorite decom, the thirteenth year. I, no, I I um I'm not anywhere near a twelve anymore. I'm at a one. I mean, it's just like. A, 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 <laughs> I, I'm much, I'm much higher, much higher. It is not, it is, it is not, it is, it, this was such a fun podcast. This is such a fun movie. I could imagine watching this like 10 times, knowing every line, like really getting into the silliness of it. Um, I think they're like, they're like, weirdly, we kind of hit on some moments that were too good for that movie. And I'm kind of wondering like what happens when you're like, when you're a writer who's writing something that's like kind of schlocky and you happen upon something like super brilliant, you keep it in because like the brilliant is so atonal. The brilliance right, is so atonal. Right. Like my one of my favorite, and I only read about this, but one of my favorite moments in TV history uh, that I later would watch is uh, one season finale of the show Las Vegas. Have you heard of that? Yeah, sure. The the James Caan television show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle played like the villain mm-hmm. who was like taking down the family. 
Mm-hmm. And after she succeeded in the finale, she's on the rooftop of their casino talking about how this whole city's going to be hers. And then a stiff wind blows her off the roof <laughs> across the strip <laughs> and through the glass of a, the glass window of an adjacent cas- casino. That's incredible. And that's how her character dies. <laughs> and it's just like when they thought of that, like, some people might have been like, that's too good for us. We can't do that. Like, like we're Las Vegas. We don't do anything that amazing. But they did. Good for them. Oh, no. I gotta go find this clip. Yeah. I feel that way. About, I feel that way about the end of the mist. Like I feel like I think the <laughs> mist pretty much sucks until the best ending in film history. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Where are you now? Oh. What is your rating? Where are you now? Thirty-five, which I think is really a, like a like a healthy improvement for a film like this. All right, thirty-five. You, fuck it, I'm going forty-five. Fuck <laughs> it. I would never tell 45. someone to watch. I would never so tell close someone to, watch to fifty. This. I would never tell someone to watch this movie because I care about my reputation, unlike you, Phil. <laughs> but I think that this is about as fun a movie as you can as you can watch without actually saying, "Go ahead and watch this with me," which I won't do for my kids. Go ahead, Emma. Uh, well, what it, what was your rating in '99? First of all, okay in okay in '99 when I saw this movie, yeah. it was probably a ninety. Okay. Okay. I probably. Was like, oh my god! I respect your restraint. Yeah, because I mean, by then I'd seen the land before time, so I knew how good (laughs) you do perfection. Yeah, (laughs) these things can be. So I was like, all right, well, it's not quite at that level. Um, Yeah, I I really loved it as a kid. I, -hmm. yeah, before about the pond, (laughs) I was probably at like a (laughs) seventy-five. Okay. Let's see. I'm really okay. trying to. It's such yeah. a large range. Yeah, it is. And obviously, it's not going to get below 50 for me. So that's right out. Um, has my opinion changed? I don't think either of you could convince me to like this movie less than I do. But I also don't <laughs> think that I can be very objective about this movie right, because right. of how ingrained it is in my mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe a 70 because of the plot holes that we've discovered. That's fair. Okay. I'll okay. say 70. So here's a question. Do you like this film more or less than Treasure Planet? <laughs> Less than you, Treasure Planet. You, you I mean, love okay. Treasure Planet. I do. <laughs> yes. I, that, and that's, Treasure uh, Planet, similarly, something that I really can't be objective about. I think I might have mentioned this to them when I talked to them about it, but like <laughs> they kept bringing up the Goo Goo Doll song right smack dab in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And to me, that's like, that's where that the song goes. That's uh, now <laughs> we've had the discussion between Jim and John Silver about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we get a montage of the ship with yeah. the John Resnick song playing. Yeah. Duh. What else the are you going to John Resnick song. Here's, here's something that I've deduced about you, Emma, knowing you for literally an hour and a half. Over the course of two podcasts. Over the course of... Over, over the course of sure. <laughs> Is that the only time you were on playing check? No, I've been on a few times. What else um, are you on for? I was on for The Weight of Water. Oh, that's right. Karen Hahn. That yeah. was my first appearance. And then I did. It's the the worst. That's Catherine the Catherine Bigelow, Bigelow movie. movie. That movie is. Oh, it's not a good movie. Right. Okay. I don't remember that movie. I didn't remember that movie during the podcast. <laughs> I had forgotten. <laughs> I watched it. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> 
What was the other one that you were on for for Blank Check? There was something was else I can't remember. What Miss it was Peregrine's about. Home for Peculiar oh, of Children. Of course, of course, yes. They only bring you the on be- for the only the best. They only bring you on for the best. <laughs> the bangers. <laughs> but you got and then I did do I did do a Patreon for them for Thor Ragnarok, and that was really fun because I liked oh, them a lot. Okay. That's incredible. But yes, Treasure Planet was the first one of the main thing that I actually liked that movie. <laughs> and I, I told like- them I was like, if you guys don't have me on for this, I'm going to be upset. I'm out. I'm out. Here's what I have deduced between uh, Smart House and Treasure Planet is that logic be damned when it comes to Emma Stefanski, right? Exactly. Like, just don't worry about logic. Well, it's it's a vibe. Just vibes. Just vibes. I, I, I don't all know I how want. old you are, Emma, and I don't want to presuppose <laughs> anything. Though I assume you're, um, I assume you're exactly ten years younger than us. Um, so I did presuppose. Okay. Um, I don't know how old you guys are, so I don't know how right that is. Uh, it's probably um, <laughs> we're, so we, we're in our sixties. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't like Smart House. We, You're too old. Um, <laughs> we do a Patreon on the films of 1989. We do, and uh, our 1989 takes feel very similar to your Treasure Planet Smart House takes, which yeah. is like sometimes not every 1999 movie, but some movies that like. We just can't Little be monsters? That objective about Little Monsters is exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Little Monsters is the one that I'm like, uh, you can't talk me off this fucking Little Monsters ledge. It's not really a ledge. <laughs> you can't talk me off this this Little Monsters high horse. Sure, I sure. love Little Monsters. I don't care what makes sense. I don't care if it doesn't work. It's mine, and uh, and and I and I, I will not let go. You will pry it from my cold dead hands. And I think, uh, and and we have some people who are, you know, of your, you know, much younger than us generation, like Karen Hahn, on every once in a while, who have different relationships with these movies than we do. So... Yeah, she came out for Fantasia 2000, and that was sort of, that was a film that for her when she was a kid, there was a sort of, that movie's crazy, but it's yes, crazy in a completely different way. Yeah. So much fun on that episode. Yeah, that was, that was the best. It was tremendous. <laughs> and, and then she came out for Topsy Turvy, and we just, t- we, we just <laughs> went 10 rounds on that one. You, you and her went 10 rounds. I was very much on the same page with Karen Hahn. I think, for that, what I think that movie, I think that movie is I just uh, wanna, not, not the best. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I do love that Kenny and I, our introduction to Karen Hahn, and you'll appreciate this Emma is that uh, Kenny and I were both in New York I to love record She's the coolest uh, and and uh, we figured out that we were going to do an episode with David and an episode with uh, with Karen and an episode with Ben Hosley um, we get to the to the office uh, we're sitting outside in the hallway Ben calls me and he's like hey man so I really fucked up and I'll be there in an hour and 10 minutes <laughs> so we sat in the hallway with Karen Hod waiting for over an hour for Ben Hosley to show up oh just, which is just the perfect the perfect way to be introduced to everybody involved in that show uh, yeah. we love them all to death and it was just the best um I am very curious. Next week, uh, Emma, we are covering the film Titus. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the film Titus. Yes, I have seen Titus. This, this is, is why I was hoping that we the could Anthony talk to you Hopkins. briefly. Yes. And oh Jessica Lang. God. <laughs> what a reaction. <laughs> Maybe the best reaction we've had thus far. Next week we have uh, we have Rochelle Lefebvre coming on to talk about Titus, but we have you here now, and I would love to hear your thoughts on. Yeah, Titus. what's going on? One of the weirdest, coolest movies I ever watched in school for no reason. <laughs> I don't know why we we weren't even talking about Titus Andronicus. We watched it in a history class. 
I can't That's believe crazy. they showed that to you in school. That movie is Your not teachers, okay for kids. Where did, you, where, where did you go to school? <laughs> well, I, I did go to private school, so they uh, could sort of get past. I went to okay. Norfolk Academy in Norfolk, Virginia. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, a nice place. You mumbled that on I was my... still weird saying it. Yeah. It's just in case. I know, I know. Can hear me. It's just, it's, mm. it's, it, I, 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 I really, I'm so happy that I didn't go to private school, that I just went to a... You didn't end up like me, liking Smart House. No, I didn't. I, like I, just don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to be embarrassed about having gone to an all-white <laughs> public school in Westchester County. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that, a completely different that, animal. Yeah. In, in the town that Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton moved to. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, I have, I yeah. have, it's really nice. Across the bear. The, yeah. yeah. The view from the moral high ground up here is pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> so you were, pro- how old were you when you saw Titus, Emma? In school, probably? Um, I, mean, I mean, it was like, it was senior year. So it would have, I would have been 18 by then. Okay. okay. Uh, it's a pretty crazy fucking movie. Like it's a, it's a, I love it, but it's, it's a bonkers film. That one to me, it's like, I really, I can't like recommend that movie to normal people because I just don't <laughs> think that they, yeah, I could, I can like, you know, you know, you have like friends in your life where you're like, you're not going to like this. Like, it's the same sort of thing with like, um, yeah. Yeah. someone I know just watched Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time. Yep. yep. The Coppola one. Yep. And she was like, not into it at all. And I <laughs> yeah. love that movie. I love that movie so much. And I love even more like all of the stuff, you know, that you figure out when you go immediately on the Wikipedia page after watching it. <laughs> well, it's, that's a good comparison too with Titus because they both are living in a very theatrical, very yes. sort of like over the top, but also like aggressively violent. Yes. Lots of bloodshed, lots of sex. Like they're both just like dialed way the fuck up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird because it's being weird like it's heightened and crazy and melodramatic because that's what it wants to be and if you criticize it for being any of those things and you just that's not you can't because that's it is that like yes you're right (laughs) totally totally we we love titus i mean we love titus titus is titus is an amazing uh amazing piece of work and just one of those i mean just for us just one of those 1999 um it's not really a gem because it's so fucking massive it's like a big piece of like like it's a big piece of like really expensive limestone but it's, uh it's one of those things that i don't think i ever would have watched if we didn't do this podcast mm. so i'm very happy that that we did and i hope everyone does watch it, even though it's three yeah. hours it's, fucking it's three cool. hours and you can only find it on singular DVD. nothing like <laughs> but uh oh, that too. it's yeah. not streaming anywhere unfortunately but uh yeah it's it's a it's a masterpiece it's julie tamer's first film uh mm-hmm. it's 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 a wild ride um we talk a lot about on the, on the episode about julie's career the ups and downs of it um it's it's a great episode it's a great movie um if you can the movie great guests yeah, uh, it's it's our it's, second uh, favorite guest after our second Emma. favorite guest uh, to Emma Stavansky, but it, it definitely was. Um, it's on Amazon. You can buy it for like fucking less than ten dollars. Highly recommend if you have a DVD player uh, to watch <laughs> it. It's really really good. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, more than anything, Emma, thank you so much for being here to talk with us uh, about Smart House. 
Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when you invited me on. I was immediately <laughs> like, okay, which movie, which one? And then I sent you a list of really weird movies and you picked Smart House. There you go. Let's I was looking get... through, I was like, man, I don't know if I've watched any of these. Oh, and then I saw Smart House. I was like, okay, well then. No, there you go. It. It's a that's no-brainer, cool. obviously. That's, 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 <laughs> uh, but you're going to come back and you're going to talk about an X-Files episode with me. So I'm super excited about that. And, yes. um, and, and hopefully you'll come back and talk about another movie with us in the future. I would love to. That would be so awesome. much fun. One last thing, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, speaking of subscribing, check out our Patreon on all the best films of 1989, Batman, When Harry Met Sally, Fabulous Baker Boys, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Field of Dreams, Major League, and many, many more. We are covering all the best films of 1989 with amazing guests like Joanna Robinson, Liz Hanna, Hunter Covington, Brian Cogman, David Iserson, and many, many more. All your favorite guests from our 1999 podcast are coming on to the 1989 Patreon. You can sign up for it at patreon.com backslash podcast like it's 1989. For only $5, you get access to all of these awesome episodes. And for a few bucks more, you get video of our 1999 episodes as well. Plus, there are other very cool tiers too, where you can even be a guest on our podcast. Also, please check out our Reddit as well at reddit.com backslash podcast like it's. We're also on Twitter at podcast like it's. We're also on Instagram at podcast like it's. Thank you to Ernie and Will for producing our episode, Sullivan for our social media, Yonkatas for our artwork and theme songs. And most of all, thank you all for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.